You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. I want you to look with me at Matthew chapter 2. We have seen in Luke 2 the story of the shepherds and how the shepherds came to that manger and they worshiped God, they glorified God. We've seen in Matthew chapter 2 how that the wise men came to Bethlehem and they found uh, the, the, the child Jesus with his mother Mary and they tells us in verse number 11, and when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and they fell down and worshiped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts gold and frankincense and myrrh. Uh, I want to remind you uh, with Christmas, and I'm all for giving gifts, but I'll remind you that Christmas is all about giving to God. And we're able to give to one another because God has given us and God has blessed us. But the wise men came and they brought gifts to Jesus, the King of Kings. And we see this beautiful story in Matthew chapter 2. But it doesn't end there. The Bible says in verse number 12, the wise men they were warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. They departed to, into their own country another way. By the way, we sometimes read this Christmas story, Matthew 2, and we think that maybe Herod, maybe he was just having a bad day. You ever had a bad day? I have. I'm glad the three others of you have, the ones that were nodding their head. By the way, have you ever lost your temper? I'll beat you to it. I have. So well, Herod was just having a bad day. You know, the wise men came and they said they were looking for a king. And so Herod just really got mad and kind of flew off the handle. Oh, no. Herod wasn't having a bad day. Herod was having a bad life. If you study history, the, uh, the, the historians tell us the Bible records just this story. But history records that Herod's life was about violence. His life was about anger. He had his own family members executed. You say, what did they do? Nothing. He was just suspicious that they might do something. He had his own son killed because he had heard that people liked his son better than they liked him. And he said, I'm getting rid of this guy. That's the kind of guy Herod was. And so this story is so amazing because God spoke to those wise men and warned them that they should go back another way. So Herod would not find the baby. But then notice this, verse number 13. It says, And when they were departed, the wise men, behold, the angel of the Lord appeareth to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into where? Egypt. That's interesting. It's interesting because Egypt is not usually in the Bible referred to as a positive place. It's usually not referred to as a good place. It's not usually a place you want to go. Remember in the book of Exodus, the children of Israel were in Egypt and they were in bondage and they were in slavery and they were trying to get out of Egypt. Remember that story? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. They got out, but here God commands this Joseph the earthly father of Jesus commands him to take Mary and Joseph and go into Egypt 
And be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. Verse 14, when he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed into Egypt. And was there until the death of Herod that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. I'll be honest with you, in all the years I've been in church, I grew up in church, uh, my dad was a pastor for many years, um, I, 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 just, I haven't missed church, I, Christmas services I've been in, you name them, I've been there. I don't know that I've ever heard a message preached from this passage, and as I began to study this passage, I was kind of ashamed of myself that I haven't preached it sooner, but I believe it's what the Lord would have me to preach this morning to Victory Baptist Church on this Sunday after Christmas. And the text is in verse 15 where the Bible says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Our Father, I pray you'd speak to us. May we not miss what you have for us in this time for this service. We pray, Lord, that you would lead and guide and direct. And may I say what you would have me to say. And I pray that we would all be hearers. And I pray we would all be receptive to what you have for us. I pray, Holy Spirit of God, you'd speak to every heart. I pray for those that are listening by way of radio, those watching online. I pray for those in this auditorium, Lord, that we would not miss the truth, but I pray we would capture it. I pray we would apply it. And I pray we would leave here with a renewed desire to live for you and to serve you and to be what you've called us to be. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. We see in the Christmas story that they sought Jesus. They followed the star and they, they found Jesus and they worshiped Jesus. They, they praised Jesus. They gave gifts to Jesus. And then they left and they went and told everybody else about Jesus. That's a good thing to do. But then we see right after that in verse number 12 and verse 13, we see that there were some people that were sensitive to listen to the voice of God. Now, I want to say this, I'm not trying to be weird or trying to be, you know, spooky or anything. But here we are the day after Christmas, and I hope we are in tune to listen to what God has for us today. I believe God's got something for us today. I know God has spoken to me from this passage, and I believe God has something for you. Let's not miss it. It says in verse number 12 that they were warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod. Verse 13, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. He said, arise, take the young child, his mother, and flee into Egypt. We see warnings from God. Did you know that God will warn you about things? Did you know the Holy Spirit will direct you and lead you and guide you? And the Holy Spirit of God can keep you out of trouble. Now, now some of us, we get in trouble, okay? And sometimes it's self-inflicted. Have you ever done something foolish or said something foolish and you thought I'm in trouble and it's my fault <laughs> there's nobody else to blame I did it and I shouldn't have I don't even know what I was thinking I just I just opened my mouth I opened my mouth and that came out and I have no idea where it came from but it's my fault then there's times where you get in trouble and it's not your fault it's somebody else's fault maybe it's a spouse got you in trouble maybe a spouse made a decision and you're like what in the world were you thinking well 
ladies, if it was your husband, he wasn't thinking, right? Okay, because we don't always think. But maybe you've gotten in trouble and it wasn't your fault. Somebody else got you in trouble. And you're in a mess and you think, oh man, what are we going to do now? But can I tell you this? There's a lot of times where you and I can avoid trouble if we'll just listen to God where we'll just read the Bible and God will show us some things in His Word. The Holy Spirit will speak to us. A preacher will preach. A teacher will teach. Maybe it'll be a devotional. Maybe it'll be something you hear on the radio. Maybe it'll be something you're listening to a sermon and God will speak to you and God still speaks today. And if we will listen, we will save ourselves a lot of grief down the road. How many times have you gotten in trouble and you thought, if I only would have listened, if I only would have listened to my parents, if I only would have listened to my spouse, if I only would have listened to the preacher, if I only would have listened to God, I would have not gotten into that mess. Well, God spoke and God warned them. We see in verse number 14, the Bible says that God spoke to Joseph in a dream. And it says in verse 14, he arose, he took the young child and his mother by when? Night. Isn't that interesting? God appeared to Joseph in a dream. Joseph woke up. And he didn't wait till morning. He didn't sleep on it. He didn't pray about it. He didn't put it off. He did it immediately. He obeyed. He got up and by night they fled into Egypt. By the way, when God speaks, I think we ought to obey immediately. I think we ought to uh, obey right away. We teach our children that. You know why? My children, and I got Lacey and Savannah in here and it's true for them, but especially the younger ones. If they don't obey right away, they forget. Or if they don't obey right away, they get distracted. By the way, adults get distracted, right? You ever been at work and you got a project, you're doing something, and all of a sudden you're like, what was I doing? Oh, man, that was 15 minutes ago I was supposed to do that. You got to obey the voice of God right away. Joseph obeyed, and he moved when God spoke. We see in verse number 15 that they depart, verse 14, they departed into Egypt. And then verse 15, our text, we see a prophecy fulfilled. You see, in Hosea chapter 11, verse 1, this prophecy was given where it says, Out of Egypt have I called my son. We'll get to that here in a moment, but that's a, a very powerful statement we'll look at. Verse 16, we see that Herod was angry when the wise men did not come back to him, and he was wroth, and he, he slew all the children in Bethlehem and all the coasts from two years old and under. I can't imagine that. You think about that beautiful sight at, at the manger with that precious baby. But can you imagine that within two years' time, every one of those children that were born in that period of time, every one of those children were killed. All because Herod was trying to eliminate the Savior. He was trying to kill Jesus. And I tell you, this, verse 17 and 18, was a prophecy fulfilled. It says in Jeremiah that in Ramah, there was a voice heard, lamentation, weeping, great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and would not be comforted because they are not. Verse 19, when Herod was dead, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in where? In Egypt. You know what's amazing? So Herod dies. And when Herod dies, God speaks again to Joseph and he was still in Egypt. Exactly where God told him to be. Now, you and I sometimes, we're good at obeying, but we're not good at being patient. I'll tell, let, me, let me illustrate. You think you're patient, and I think I'm patient, but we're not patient people. 
I'll tell you how I know that. If you wait in a line at a drive-thru for more than five minutes, I mean, you think you're suffering for Jesus. I mean, I mean, you almost don't know what to do. Now, that ought to scare you to think that you can pull up to a speaker, tell them your order, and in five minutes, they're handing you a bag full of food. That ought to scare you that they can cook it that fast. And in most cases, they didn't cook it that fast. It's been sitting on the warmer for an hour and a half. That's why they got it for you. Not in all cases, but in some, maybe. But here's the thing. We're not patient. Do you remember when you were a child? I remember when I was a child. I remember that, 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 that mail order. You remember that? You'd order things through the mail. I remember the things you could get from the cereal boxes. Remember that? If you cut out the cereal box tops, and if you get like 40 million cereal box tops, you send in the um, shipping and handling, you know, $5.99 or whatever. They would, they would say, it'll be here in six to eight weeks. Do you remember that? And you'd get a baseball or you'd get something, you know, come in the mail. And you just thought that was the greatest thing ever. Six to eight weeks. How many of you have ever had something delivered the next day from when you ordered it? Yeah. Can I tell you, we're not patient anymore. We don't like to wait on anything. And I'm not saying that, you know, that excuses people being slow. I'm not saying that. Here's what I'm saying. We're in a hurry. Our society is in a hurry. You can't get a, 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 a video to load on your phone. And you just, I mean, you think you are going to die. I mean, because you had to wait five seconds for that video to load. It's everything instant. Everything is high speed. Everything is right now. Well, I got news for you. Reminder, newsflash, God is not in a hurry. And many times we try to get ahead of God or we make a mess of things because we're rushing and we're trying to force something to happen right now. And God says, no, it's not time. And Joseph got to Egypt and he waited in Egypt until God spoke and told him what to do next. Hallelujah. I don't know if that blessed you or not, but that helped me to know that God still blesses us when we obey, when we're patient, when we wait on him. And that's exactly what Joseph did. Verse number 21, he arose and took the young child and his mother and came into the land of Israel. He came out of Egypt. God called him out and brought him back to Israel. Verse 22, when he heard that Archelaus, that was another one of Herod's sons that he didn't kill, when Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding being warned of God in a dream. Now, this is the third dream that Joseph has had. And every single time, Joseph obeyed and did exactly what God wanted him to do. And he turned aside, the Bible says, into the parts of Galilee. Verse 23, now, you say, well, what's significant about that? It's another prophecy fulfilled. Because he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Now, that may not mean a lot to you or me. We're like, okay, well, what's the big deal? He was in Nazareth. Well, the name, the town Nazareth, it, it got its name from a Hebrew word. It's the word Netzer, N-E-T-Z-E-R. That word, literally, it means a sprout or, or like a twig. It'd be like this if you, ever, if, you had a, if you ever had a big tree and you cut down that huge tree and you got this huge stump and, and from that huge stump there comes just a little sprout. 
and just a little, little, little something comes out of there. Well, I want to tell you, if you've cut down a huge tree, you got a big old chainsaw and you cut down a huge tree, a little twig is not that big of a deal, right? Go get a little pair of clippers and you can clip it off. It's not a big deal. Well, that word Nazareth, it came from the word Netzer, which literally means just a little sprout. Just, it was almost seen as it's kind of a nothing important, no big deal. Well, the Bible says in Isaiah, the Bible says in Jeremiah, that there would come from the seed of David a root. And there would come out of the stem of David, from the tribe of David, there would come a branch that would rule and reign God's people forever. And that word is the same word where they got the word Nazareth. And so the fact that when they were coming back from Egypt, and they didn't go back to where they were planning to go, but they went aside into a little place called Nazareth. To give you an idea about Nazareth, people even at that day said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? It'd be like in this area, you know, we're in the big city of Roanoke Rapids, you know, and we look at some of these small towns and say, oh yeah, you know, little old Lasker, right? Y'all know where Lasker is? Or, or, or little old... Gaston or little or whatever. Oh, no, 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 no. Guess what? God chose for his son to be born in Bethlehem, which was a little place, and to be raised in Nazareth, which was viewed as despised and contemptible. But it was all because Joseph obeyed God and that prophecy was all fulfilled exactly like God said. Long introduction. Here's my short message. Are you ready for this? Out of Egypt, God said, I have called my son. You see, Egypt was a place where you didn't really want to be. Do you think Joseph and Mary enjoyed being in Egypt? Oh, I promise you they didn't. They had no family in Egypt. Joseph's livelihood was not in Egypt. His business was not in Egypt. He didn't speak the language. He didn't know the culture. He didn't know the customs. They were in Egypt, but that was not where they wanted to be. But that's where God had led them. Out of Egypt have I called my son. I want to say this morning very quickly that you may feel today like you are in Egypt. But I got good news for you. God can bring you out of Egypt. He brought Joseph and Mary and Jesus out of Egypt. He can bring you out of Egypt. God brought his people, the, the, the nation of Israel. He brought them out of Egypt. And Moses went to Pharaoh and said, God has said, let my people go. And guess what? It took 10 plagues and it took the parting of a Red Sea, but God fulfilled his promise and he brought his people out of Egypt because Egypt was not where God's people belonged. God had a promised land. God had a land that was flowing with milk and honey. God had a place for them. And it was not Egypt. It was a place that he had prepared for them. Number one, God can bring you out of Egypt, number one, by way of redemption. I believe that the children of Israel coming out of Egypt, I believe it's a great picture of salvation. And you may be here today and you may not even be saved. You may not even know for sure that Jesus Christ is your Savior. and You've never been born again. And you say, how am I ever going to get out of Egypt? You won't by yourself. But can I tell you, God can bring you out. 
God can redeem you. God can save you. God can bring you out and save your sins and put your name in the Lamb's book of life and you can be called out of Egypt. God led Joseph in the Old Testament, led Joseph into Egypt as a part of God's plan to save the world from a famine. You remember that story? Joseph came out of uh, the prison and, and, and Pharaoh promoted him and he put him in charge and Joseph devised a plan with those dreams to store up for the famine and he saved much people alive. It was all God's plan for Joseph to be in Egypt. Well, guess what? Here we see Joseph in the New Testament and Mary and Jesus, they go down into Egypt and this was all part of God's plan not to save the world from a famine. This was God's plan to save the world from sin and from death and from hell and from a lake of fire and from eternal separation from God. God had a plan of redemption and he called his son, verse 15, out of Egypt have I called my son. Number one, I believe we see redemption. Number two, you're here today and you say, well, pastor, I've been saved. I've been born again. What, what, is, what is God, what can he do for me? I, I, I'm here today, but I'm saved, but I'm in trouble. I'm saved, but I'm in a mess. I'm saved, but I feel like that the walls are closing in on me. I feel like the whole world has turned its back on me. I, I feel like it's my health. I feel like it's my finances. I feel like it's my family. I feel like everything is against me, and I don't know what to do. Well, can I tell you, you may look around and say, oh, there's nobody here like that. You want to bet? There's a lot of people here like that. There's a lot of people here that are going through things that maybe the person in front of you or behind you don't even know, but you know, and you say, I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't think I'm getting out of this. Well, I got news for you. God can bring you out of Egypt. God can rescue you. Number one, he can redeem you. But number two, God can rescue you. God can deliver you. God can bring you from hell to heaven. God can bring you from death to life. He can bring you from darkness to light. God can redeem you and God can rescue you no matter how far you've gone. Children of Israel, they were in Egypt. They were slaves. They were in bondage. They didn't have a plan to get out of Egypt. They didn't have a, a general. They didn't have an army. They didn't have weapons. They didn't have a strategy. They had no hope until you put God in the equation. When you put God in any equation, I want to tell you, friend, there's always hope. God said, I will bring my son out of Egypt. I want to tell you, if you are God's child today, he can bring you out of Egypt by way of redemption. He can save you. He can bring you out of Egypt by way of rescue. Number three, I want to tell you, God can bring you out of Egypt by way of revival. Maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I've been saved. I don't feel like I'm in trouble. I don't feel like there's pressures. I don't feel like there's great problems in my life. But, Pastor, I, I feel like I'm in a rut. I feel like I'm just in a routine. I, I feel like I'm just going through the motions. Pastor, I come to church and, and, and I'm in church today and I want to be in church. I know it's the right place to be, but... I don't have the joy anymore. And I look across the auditorium and I see people, boy, they're singing. And they got the joy of the Lord on their face. And it seems like their families are doing well. It seems like their ministry is doing well. It seems like, it seems like they've got a passion and a zeal to serve God. And I'll be honest, Pastor, I, I don't have that. I'm tired. I'm worn out. I'm frustrated. I'm exhausted. 
I'm not living in sin. I'm not away from God. But I I feel like I, I open my Bible and it's just words on a page. I feel like I get in my prayer closet and I pray and I, I just, I feel like God's not answering my prayers. I hear people talk about all the answered prayers they've had and all the miracles and, and I just, I feel like that's not happening for me. So pastor, I feel like I'm living in defeat, but I want to be in victory. Well, I got news for you, friend. God never intended for you to stay in Egypt. God's got a promised land for you. And I know we talk about the promised land like heaven and it's a picture of heaven. I understand that. But the promised land is actually a picture of the victorious Christian life that God wants us to live. You see, when the children of Israel, when they got into the promised land, they still had battles and they still had to fight. Well, guess what? When we get to heaven, there ain't going to be no more fighting up there. When we get to heaven, there'll be no more battles. But down here, While we are trying to live for God, there will be battles. That's why we put on the armor of God. That's why we must seek God for victory every day. And you're here today and you say, Pastor, I don't know. I feel like I'm in Egypt, but I want to experience victory. Well, I got good news for you. God can bring you out of Egypt. And God can revive you. God can renew you. God can stir your heart. And God can give you life and joy. And God can help you again. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter 40. I got done with the early service and Brother Bobby Jones came to me and he said, Pastor, he said, you use this this passage, Isaiah 40. He said, I got it marked in my Bible. December 17th, 2013 was when my wife and I and our girls came to visit the candidate. And uh, I'm glad Isaiah 40 still works today, uh, eight years ago. Isaiah 40, verse number 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? Now you might get weary, and you might faint, but I'm glad God never does. I'm glad he's not even tired. He's not even out of breath. He is almighty, he is all-powerful, he is everlasting, and there is no searching of his understanding. Notice verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I got good news for you today. God is able to revive you. God is able to renew you. God is able to give you a passion. And God is able to give you a joy and a thrill and a zeal. And God is able to give you the victory. Say, Pastor, I feel like I'm in Egypt. Well, I got good news for you. God can call you out. And God can deliver you from a life of defeat. And God can give you a life of victory. I'll close with this. Number four, I believe God can call us out of Egypt. Number four, I believe He will call us out of Egypt by way of the rapture. You see, Egypt in the Bible is a picture of the world. And I want to tell you, there's coming a day when God's going to call us out of this world to call us to a heavenly world. There's coming a day when the Bible says, the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. 
Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You say, but pastor, uh, I've lost a loved one this year. I've lost people that are close to me. I've, I've experienced sorrow. I've experienced grief. I've got more people on the other side than I've got here, and I feel like I am in Egypt. Well, by the way, that's the way Christians ought to feel because this world is not where we belong. We were not created for this world. We were created for a place in heaven. As we speak, Jesus is preparing a place for us. And I got news for you. One of these days, God is going to call his children out of Egypt. And what a day that will be. And I tell you, I'm thankful that we are his children. If you're saved today, verse number 15, I believe applies to you. Because it says, out of Egypt have I called my son. Aren't you glad that as God's child, you and I, we belong to him. And as the songwriter wrote, and it's biblical, it's true, the songwriter said, now I belong to Jesus and Jesus belongs to me. I'm glad that one of these days our father is going to call us out of Egypt. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.